I'm Heather. And I'm Corey. And this is Movie Shelf, where we talk about movies, movie trivia, and just about anything related to pop culture. We're glad you're here. In today's episode, we're talking about Birds of Prey, the latest DC Universe film flick. We'll also talk about movies coming out, and of course, we'll enjoy a side of bacon. Bacon. Birds of Prey follows the story of Harley Quinn after um, Suicide Squad, that movie. Yes. And she and Mr. J, or the Joker, have been, or they've broken up, and Harley is now ready to start paving her own way in life. (laughs) But... Making her own mark. Yeah, but... She's made some enemies along the way, and now that she's not with the Joker anymore... Or lost the protection of the Joker, because who would dare mess with his girl? (laughs) She has to now start watching her back. Um, We're also introduced in this film to Black Canary, Huntress, um, a police detective, I'm not totally sure what her name was, and um, a teenage girl, who I think also has a big role in the comics of some sort. Hmm. I'm not totally sure. And her name is Cassandra. And their paths um, start to cross in this epic showdown. The movie stars Margot Robbie. She's reprising her role as Harley Quinn. Journey Smollett-Bell. She is Black Canary. And if, you'd re- if you didn't recognize her, Corey, she's like way back from like, she was on Full House. She was one of, like, um, the friends, I think, of. Wow. Okay. Uh, what's her name? Oh, what was the little one? Stephanie? No, The next one. The oldest one? No, the youngest. Michelle. The twins? Yeah. Okay. Michelle, right? Oh, you know, I get, in the show, there was the one. Yeah, so. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so she was, like, one of the buddies of Michelle. All grown up now. Uh, Rosie Perez, she played Renee Montoya, the police detective. Uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, she was Huntress. And, um, and I know her mainly from, we talked about her in Gemini Man not too long ago, but we also, okay. um, she was in that Cloverfield, the one that was like the address. Oh yeah. The, the, the creepy one with, um. John Goodman. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And she was also in one of the Fargo, um, series, um, seasons. Um, and then we have Ella J. Basco. She was Cassandra Kane, the, the teenager in the film. And then Ewan McGregor, he is Black Mask. Um, and so I, he's also the ultimate villain for the film. So, likes and dislikes. First off, I thoroughly enjoyed the soundtrack all during the film as we were watching it. It was essentially music all by women. Um, oh, a couple yeah. of them were covers. You instantly fell in love with the soundtrack. I did, <laughs> and I instantly bought the soundtrack. And we listened to, listened to it the next day. Oh, yeah. Fun little fact. This is the movie we saw for Valentine's Day. So this is our, <laughs> our Valentine's Day date night. While this was an anti-hero flick, it was a definite girl-powered focused film. Oh, very much so. Um, the female, It also had a female director and a female writer for the film. So girl power through oh, and through. <laughs> yeah, it's the, the new Wonder Woman. Okay. <laughs> um, and it definitely... I did well, although, and we kind of talked about this afterward that I think it was, of course, girl power, but I didn't think it was awkwardly intrusive on their. Or it wasn't 
It didn't feel forced, I guess you right. could say, for it to be a girl power movie. It wasn't like boys, or not boys, <laughs> it wasn't like girls rule, boys drool. It just happened that these girl, these women were, you know, banding together to some degree as their paths were crossing. And, and they all happened to be girls that can kick butt. Yeah. And they did a great job. Um, I think I even looked up, I think that a lot of them did a lot of their own stunts, at least in some of the fighting sequences, because hmm. they wanted to be able to keep the camera on them as much as possible. Yeah. So I thought that was really cool. On that note, I thought the fighting action looked fantastic. It was it was really just really cool to watch and see all that they were doing. There even gets to a point where it's almost like a roller derby showdown <laughs> <laughs> fighting sequence. So there's plenty of going plenty going on in the film the whole time. So what I would like to say to our viewers if is that um for those who may have seen Suicide Squad and thought that that movie was, eh, wah, wah, you know, kind of a let downer, and a lot of people may be viewing this movie as a sequel to that, mm-hmm. don't let Suicide Squad prevent you from watching this movie. Because this Very was true. way better than Suicide Squad. Yeah, this one is, they did, it was done really well. Much more entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the plot just kept on twisting and twisting you're like oh my gosh <laughs> but I, I did like how it continued from the suicide squad plot to some yeah. degree it didn't discount it it kind of rolls right from it so i did like that I, it also as we were watching almost were, like uh, almost like the edward norton hulk being so much better than the eric Bana hulk it's like <laughs> one kind of takes place out to the other but one the sandwich is so much better than the first one <laughs> yeah. And I did also, it reminded me of when you play your game, the, the Injustice fighting game. Yeah. Um, so that Harley Quinn kind of reminded me of this Harley Quinn, complete with the hyena. <laughs> <laughs> I also liked how the, the storytelling method carried through the film. So there's a lot, there's a bit of jumping every so often, and it's narrated essentially by Harley Quinn as yeah. she's telling her view and perspective of this story. And there's always a, oh, I forgot to tell you this part. And <laughs> it like jumps back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, let me tell you who this person is. Um, and in fact, it kind of reminded me of watching I, Tanya, which again, also with Margot Robbie, where you see kind of her breaking the fourth wall at, at times in that film, kind yeah. of saying, let me explain. This didn't really happen like this. Or, <laughs> or yep, or, that really This is happen. how people remember it happening. It's like <laughs> her doing the clubbing herself. Yeah. So there's a little bit of that kind of in, in this film, although it's kind of off screen with the narration. But done really well, I thought. So it is rated R, but I kind of thought it was... Kind of like with the girl power. It wasn't like a forced rated R. Like, there's not, like, unnecessary things. There's no say, sex. It, it, it there's nothing thing, like that. Probably just for language and violence, yes. I'm guessing, so. Yeah, I didn't think, I can't remember if there was any gore of any sort. Bloody stuff. Well, that, that'd be, I, I would tie that into violence. Yeah, you know, that's so. that's really the only reason why. But there's nothing that's, like, ridiculously over Yeah, no, no gratuitous violence is right. what I would say. I know, like, <laughs> decapitations or anything like that type of thing. Yeah. Nothing like that. And then I really didn't have any dislikes for the film. I thought they did a great job with the character and continuing it. I do feel like um, there were some things that I saw people were commenting on. I guess she isn't dressed quite how she was dressed like in Suicide Squad. <laughs> um, so I think was it they, they were calling it the man gaze or something like that. And so I was like she was... The, the director even said that she wanted her... 
the actors to feel comfortable in doing all the things that they were going to be asked to do. And so they want, she wanted them to be comfortable in wearing the, what they wanted to be wearing. Um, and I was totally fine with what they were wearing. Yeah. And even in the comics, uh, Hardy, the Hardy Queen character does flip flop between, I guess we say guy eye candy and non guy eye candy, you know? So it's, I mean, she, she's very bipolar in her outfits, you mm-hmm. could say. So you just never know what she's going to put on next. Yeah. Well, I thought they were all quirky outfits that she had on, um, in this film, so definitely a lot of fun. But again, I didn't really have any dislikes. What about you? No, not really. I, I thought that, that the uh, the characters that they portray were kind of kept true to the uh, the, the themes of the from the comics and so forth. Mm-hmm. So yeah. <laughs> the only thing was the very end scene where you see some of the characters coming together, um, and this is this is way at the end. Um, where you kind of see what might be coming of the characters. And I was like, oh, they got to fix their outfits, though. That had nothing to do with... <laughs> with um, it was just that they need a better style. So that was the only thing. It was like when they show finally um, Huntress and Black Canary and stuff in their final outfits of the movie. I was yeah. like, oh, they need better outfits for that. So, Corey, what's the verdict? Does it make the movie shelf or not? I'm going to say it does make the show. It was kind of close, but, um, but I think, I think it, it's good enough to, to make it to, to, in some form or fashion, it makes the shelf. I said yes as well. It definitely makes the movie shelf. It has great music, great personalities, great action, and a really cool storyline. Um, yeah, the, the storyline was pretty messed up. In a good way. It was a messed up storyline. Yeah. I mean, it kind of all roots down to this the teenage girl. Um, um, and she kind of becomes the main focus for the film to some degree. Or the, the cause of yeah. what's going on in the film. So, And I think it'll be a great addition to the DC Universe films. Um, and... So I'd love... I can't wait for the next one. I, and to see what really comes with these characters... Watching the Justice League Unlimited, I think, animated series. Um, I've always liked Black Canary, and I've always... Um, this is my first time meeting the Huntress, um, as far as I know. Or not meeting, but seeing the Huntress. Um, but I've always liked the Black Canary. You mean uh, you don't recall seeing her in the cartoon series? Right. I probably saw her, but... You, you did. It just may not have clicked. I like Black Canary. So, <laughs> anyway. So, it was great to finally see a good representation of her... Um, on screen as well. Yeah, so with this being a good movie, it, it seems like, for, for me, DC movies are kind of hit and miss. Either it, some DC movies are just like, oh, this one was a total miss, or this was a really good hit. And I, I will definitely put those on, on the hit side. Yeah. Not the miss side like Justice League or Batman vs. Superman or <laughs> some of those not-so-mentionable DC movies that they've been putting out, but... Um, yeah. Well, yeah. This one's definitely on the on the upper side of the DC spectrum. And I liked the the grittiness feel of the city. It definitely. I mean, it felt like a DC world, um, which was great. Did it take place in Gotham? I actually or can't remember. Hmm. I would imagine if we look up what Renee Montoya's police department was, that would definitely. Yeah, I, I'm not. Yeah, I didn't catch it if it did or did not. So I'm not entirely. I feel like sure. it should. What? Well, Axis Chemicals was in it, so and that would have been in Gotham. So okay. yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, it takes place in Gotham. <laughs> okay. 
So yeah, it, but and it definitely had that grittiness that we I think have come to appreciate when it comes to Batman related yeah, stories. When it relates to Gotham, yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about what's coming out soon that we want to hopefully see or things that are on our radar. Okay. So in this film, we saw the trailer for Promising Young Woman. Oh, you have to remind me what that one was. This is the one. Um, it looks like. It definitely looks like they're kind of bashing, not bashing, but anyway, they're playing off of some current issues of the world. So this woman, she goes to a bar, she acts Oh, drunk, okay, yeah. Gets picked up by a guy who, it looks like, attempts to try to take advantage of her, only for her to kind of turn on him. Yes. So I'm not totally sure where they're going with this, if it's going to just be like, aha, I got you, you're bad. Or if it becomes violent of some sort and she's just becoming a vigilante, I'm not exactly sure. So we'll see how that one plays out. Uh, We also got to see the trailer for Quiet Place 2. Ah, yes. And I think we may have already mentioned this one in our 20 for 2020 (laughs) um, movie um, discussion. Uh, But we are looking forward to this film. We like the fact that it's showcasing a little bit of the before so a little bit of a prequel and then of course a sequel Sequel, yeah (laughs) wrapped into one prequel and sequel together yes we saw the trailer for spiral and this is the um chris rock produced i guess saw type of film oh gosh okay um, yeah is this supposed to, was it it looked like it may have been was it like a prequel to the saw franchise yeah it, i'm not entirely sure but yeah it, it, it somehow takes place in that universe yeah so it looks like it could be intriguing it to me watching the trailer it almost had a little bit of that made for tv type of vibe <laughs> or made for like the know. sci-fi movie <laughs> no not like that just more like that direct to tv okay or direct to video type of film but it could have just been how the trailer was playing out um, yeah, it is interesting seeing chris rock kind of because he he's kind of making this movie i kind of got that impression and for him to make a non-comedy movie, it's like, well, okay, he's trying to go down a different road here. Yeah. So that'll be interesting to see. But we like horror films and yes. um, and things of that nature. We like Chris Rock, so yes. I'm I'm hopeful for it. Um, I just was a little uncertain from the trailer. So we also saw the trailer for The Way Back, and this is Ben Affleck. And he, it looks like he's playing, I can't remember exactly fully what happened to him to put him in a kind of a more of de, a depressed state. I feel like he's a recovering alcoholic. Yeah, he's kind of in a, in a, he's in his own slump of some sort. And he gets kind so. of hired to be a, a high school, I think, basketball coach to, I think, yeah. the high school where he that, went to, where he was the big star. Uh, but when, Yeah, which was like the, the, uh, the last time that high school had his glory days, I guess, <laughs> was when he was on the team. Right. It, it looks like it'll be a good tug of the heartstrings type of film. So we shall see. We also saw the trailer for Tenet. Oh, uh, here we go. And with this <laughs> being a Christopher Nolan film, it definitely yes. had a Christopher Nolan feel. Oh, that is a definitely <laughs> next Christopher Nolan mind bender movie. Yeah. So it looks like it's somehow playing with time. Like they 
they, I don't know, they should have seen where... Yeah, we're not even going to try to explain it at this point. (laughs) There's some weird stuff going on for sure. It's almost, maybe like 10 (laughs) is a number, or the the time that you get to see in the past or the future, who knows. And then finally, I wrote F9. Oh. (laughs) Fast (laughs) 9. Yeah, so we saw the trailer for Fast 9. I think I am behind a little bit on, no, I just haven't seen the Hobbs and Shaw film. That's the one I haven't seen. Um, but this is the ninth Fast and Furious film, and oh, I can't even remember what the plot's supposed to be. I know Charlize Theron is still in it. Oh yeah, and she like the villain on the last one, so yeah. Um, but it looks like the, it's like this the is enemy. what happens when you don't kill your villain. No, I'm just kidding. Well, it looks like it maybe like an enemy of my enemy is my friend kind of concept. It looked like oh, she was helping okay. them. It didn't look like she was being the villain. I don't know. Who knows? Um, but yeah, I don't know what the plot is. Other than, I'm sure it'll be a bunch of eye candy of fast cars no and fun fun times. Who knows? Well, now, Corey, let's talk about our picks of the week. Okay. So, we decided to kind of lean on this girl power type of Theme. subject ma- matter. Yeah. yeah. So... And maybe even this whole, for you, maybe the little anti-hero kind of girl power-esque yeah. kind of thing. So what's what's your pick of the week? <laughs> well, uh, I'm going to kind of, well, no, I'll stick, I was going to kind of maybe use two movies, but I'll stick with the one. I, I'm, I'm almost wanting to use two movies too. Maybe <laughs> we just both get two movies. No, no, I'm sticking one. So okay. yeah, stick one. Kill Bill Volume 1. Oh. <laughs> So were you wanting to say volume one and volume two? Yeah, a reason. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, uh, to me, they're kind of a package deal. Yeah, you know, but the, the 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 first movie was definitely more action. The second movie was more story. But you know, so but this is kind of going along more with the action theme. So that's mm-hmm. definitely gonna lean more towards the first movie. Okay. So why do you like that film? Well, for other one, than I know what's not to like, but oh, well, it's a Tarantino film for yes. one, and you know. And you know he he almost bests a thousand with me. He he's only had one bad movie in my in my book, but I, I won't I won't go into that. <laughs> <laughs> well, and Uma Thurman was phenomenal in that film, definitely. Um, along with all the the cast. Um, oh, I can't fit, remember her name, but she played Copperhead. Um, that whole scene with them was great. Um, in their fight scene, and then like even with Daryl Hannah. Um, that was like the first time I'd seen Daryl Hannah in a long time. Yeah, very long I time. I feel like. And, um, and she was great. Very villainous. And then, of course, Lucy Liu, as I mentioned. Um, just there's such such a great cast in that film. And they do. And there's just such a fun, lots of action and fight scenes, of course, um, that are all kind of wild and crazy. Um, but definitely a lot of fun in that film. So my film, and we're going to talk more about it in a little bit um, <laughs> but I decided mainly because you kind of reminded me of it um, so I'm going to go with Working Girl and it's kind of fun because we have we have girl power in a sense but we also have probably the best villain role for Sigourney Weaver ever although I did like her in Holes as well as, yeah. as, as the oh she was a great villain in holes <laughs> so prior to holes this definitely was like the best villainous role I mean, how can you talk the rattlesnake venom nail polish <laughs> scene <laughs> yeah. so working girl of course way back and i'm pretty sure it's an 80s film you have 
um, Sigourney Weaver. She's this like top marketing kind of executive and her, she hires Melanie Griffith as her assistant. And Melanie Griffith, of course, only wants to be able to, you know, get and become essentially Sigourney Weaver. She wants to be in the big corner office kind of thing. And so I like it because, mainly because it's marketing related and that's, that's my world. And, <laughs> that was um, your degree. <laughs> yeah. um, and that, you know, it was definitely very inspiring for me. Um, and it has Harrison Ford in it. Um, and it's kind of a fun, to me, it's a different type of role for Harrison Ford than we typically see him in. Yeah. Definitely and, the, the non-heroesque yeah. role for him. <laughs> so I liked it. It's a lot of fun. Kind of the work, you know, just working your way up. Um, although they break a lot of rules in the process. Um, if we're talking about this later, you sure are talking a lot about it now. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, it will just come up later, really more than anything. So those are our picks of the week. There are quite a few of girl power type of um, films to choose, but those are the ones we decided to focus on for this one. And now it's time for a side of bacon. Mm, bacon. So from our last episode, we were connecting Chris Cooper to Harrison Ford. So since I've already been teasing a little bit, as I said, it would be coming back up. I'll go first. Okay. So I have connected the two of them with one actor, and that is Kevin Spacey. So we have Harrison Ford with Kevin Spacey, basically, in Working Girl. And um, Kevin Spacey has a blip of a part, um, and it's really just him and Melanie Griffith. Um, he's a sleazeball, and... They're just, they share a limo ride that gets ended very quickly when she realizes his intentions. Um, but then we have Chris Cooper and Kevin Spacey in American Beauty. So Chris Cooper is the neighbor um, that has some very torn emotions when it comes to Kevin Spacey. <laughs> to say the least. Yeah. So there you have it. Two movies, one actor with Kevin Spacey. Well, I also have it in two movies and one actor. Ooh. And so I'm going to go from Chris Cooper to William H. Macy in Seabiscuit. Now I'm going to go from William H. Macy to Harrison Ford in Air Force One. Now in Seabiscuit, William H. Macy was the um, announcer, right? The radio well, he was the, the radio guy, yeah. Right. So. And, um, and then Chris Cooper, was he the trainer? Yeah, he was a horse trainer. Yeah. And then... In Air Force One, of course, Harrison Ford is the president. Yep, president then, of the United States. <laughs> but William H. Macy, he's just one of the passengers that he's are He's one of the, well, I mean... Hostages, he, I guess I should say. Yeah, I, I'm not sure if he was one of the Secret Service agents, per se, or just one of the other staff of the of the plane. Okay. So, Well, both of those are fantastic films. Um, and I'm going to give this uh, episode's Bacon Win to myself. Oh, really? Yes, because when you told me your linking actor, I was able to get both movies. Mm. But when I told you my linking actor, you could not. I did not. Yeah, <laughs> I, was, I, was, I kept on only remembering films where William H. Macy was like the, the main actor, which was not getting me anywhere. Well, fine. Kudos <laughs> to you. Um, but anyway, all right. Do you have your bacon pick for this week? I do. Ooh, who's yours? Well, so going with tradition, I picked from tradition. the movie. Yes. Tradition. No. <laughs> so I'm going to go with Ewan McGregor. Okay. 
I'm going with um, the watching the Quiet Place 2 trailer, so I'm going to go with Emily Blunt. Oh, yeah, not that I can think of for that. I think I'm going to have to think of, because I don't... Emily Blunt, uh, not a lot of movies come to mind, so that, that's going to take a little bit of thinking. All right, so, Emily Blunt 2, Ewan McGregor. Ewan McGregor. Okay. Thanks for listening to Movie Shelf. If you would, hit that like button. If you're listening on your Apple device, leave us a rating and uh, leave us a comment. Let us know what you think. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you. And be sure to check our show notes page for links to the trailers of the movies that we talked about, as well as our bacon reminders. We'll catch you next time, you guys. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.